0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com. mobilecom
1: Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station.
0: Players want to play. We, we all know that. But the reason we're not playing is simple. A lockout is the ultimate economic weapon. Let me repeat that. A lockout is the ultimate economic weapon. In a $10 billion industry, the owners have made a conscious decision to use this weapon against the greatest asset they have, the players. Voice cousin of Kenny Williams, beard cousin of Lovey Smith, Tony Clark head of the players association. Saturday was an interesting day because I was trying to figure I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with the day because obviously you saw this morning things can change pretty quickly in Chicago. You don't like the weather, just wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. So Saturday morning, I'm sitting there going, okay, This is an opportunity to get outside. So I was up early. 7 o'clock. I was like, you know what I need to do, which I haven't done in a while? I need to put tires in, air in my bike tires. I need to go do that. So, walked my bike down to the gas station. Filled it up. I'm like, yeah, now if I really do want to go on a ride, I can go. Put the bike back into the garage. I'm like, now what's next? What's next for me? So, well... Until I figure that out, why don't I do some work? Because that's usually what happens. So I found myself watching the MLB PA press conference from start to finish. It's like 40 minutes or so. It's really interesting. I would highly recommend, if you want to get their side of the discussion, that you go check it out. Then I'll get back to that in a second. Then after that, had a nice big breakfast from the OHOP on 47th. And, I mean, they always tell you that it's going to be 20 minutes and it ends up always being 45. Uh, They should be able to change that on the app. Like, I literally ran it. Because I I was cleaning up around the house. I was doing a couple of chores around the house. So, I'm like, oh, they'll deliver it. And when it said 20 to 30 minutes, I was like, "Mm, no, fam, that's not what's getting ready to happen. It's 45 minutes. Just say it's 45 minutes. Yeah, they always do that. I Trust me, I've been there lots of times. I already know how it is. I mean, come on. And then after I ate and I had been outside with the bike, I had been taking the garbage out, like cleaning up the garage. I was like, oh, no. Seasonal allergies. Oh, no. I'd already bought my ticket for the fire match. Like, this is terrible. So I'm watching Bama play LSU, and I'm I'm just like, I'm about to go to sleep now. That's what's getting ready to happen. I took a Benadryl, I was out, out. I was open-mouth on the couch out until about 3:30. I was like, you should probably get going to the fire match. Then I went to the fire match and it was great. Oh, Mariachi Monumental is the name of the group that did the anthem. at at the fire match, and they were phenomenal. Now back to the baseball, the reason that you came to listen to this segment. I thought it was really interesting hearing those guys talk about what the differences are. And one of the things that is standing in the way of an agreement, and I think it's one of the bigger issues, and you'll hear why in a second, is the playoff formatting and expanded playoffs where the owners would like 14 teams to be in the playoffs, and the players aren't necessarily saying no to 14 teams being in the playoffs, but they don't like how the owners have set up the playoffs. So the voices you're going to hear, you're going to hear Max Scherzer first, and then you're going to hear Andrew Miller. Like they were the players that were on the dais and they were talking about why they don't like what the owners propose for a 14 team playoff.
1: Well, it really became down to a format issue in a 14 in team. 14- Team playoff structure, uh, we felt like competition could be eroded in, the, in that scenario, and uh, we had specific examples of different players who spoke up uh, that highlighted that specifically for that reason. You know, working with the, the economists, you know, on the union staff, you know, we felt like we had devised a format that would incentivize division. Win- that not, you would you would incentivize uh, competition throughout all the seeds, and especially for division winners. And that was very, very important to us because when we play 162 games, when you're out there, and I know we're all trying to win that division. I mean, that's such an important piece to this when we're out there playing the games to that, that to have that remain true. Uh, if that piece wasn't in the puzzle in the 14-team 14 14-team 14 uh, playoff structure, we didn't see the, the necessar- that home field advantage, uh, solely home field advantage was going to be the necessary piece to try to go out there and win your division. And so for that reason, that's why a 12-team, 12 team format made more sense to us. The, the buy for the division winners wasn't an incentive enough? But then continuing on from, from those division winners down, uh, we didn't see the uh, proper incentive for those other two division winners.
2: Yeah, it was a buy just for one division winner?
1: Right, yeah, Or each league, that's right. right. A core goal of this negotiation is to increase competition. We There's no way we're leaving the table without something that does that. and. Uh, there are proposals, and we've spent a lot of time debating the merits of various playoff formats. And there's probably not a better guy to ask in the room than Max. But we're not going to do anything that sacrifices competition and season anything that, that points towards mediocrity. That that's the antithesis of our game and and what we're about as players. We didn't understand why they didn't want to take us up on a more competitive format.
0: That last part, where Andrew Miller is like, "Yeah, we." Th- thrive on competition and we want a competitive playoff and we're not leaving the table until we get one. And then Scherzer with the tip in saying, yeah, competitive. That's what we're about. These guys are looking at what the owners are asking them as it not being about the competition. That's why part of the reason that they want, a reward for teams that win their division. And there's a real argument for that. It's so difficult to win a division in baseball. The grind of 162, we seem to love the concept of it, but don't do a great job of rewarding the team that actually has gone and won a division over 162 games. Where Max and and Andrew are saying, Yeah, the first, the one team gets a bye, but no one else gets a bye. And you work too hard to win a division to only have the advantage of home field. That's not enough considering how big a deal it is to win a division, which I think is a very interesting way to look at baseball. I think it's the opposite. I think it's how we romanticize we view the game, but it's not how we actually view it. We romanticize the idea of it takes so much to go from April to October or March in some cases to October and win a grind where the balance of the games is is slanted towards you playing more games inside of your division. It's hard. How can we go about better rewarding the team that does the hard thing? Because we know how random the playoffs are and how, That doesn't really, the best team doesn't win the World Series. The best team in the division wins the division. There's just too many games. And outside of a couple quirks here and there, that team is going to be the team that finishes with, with the best record after 162 games. But inside there, I'm also hearing guys that think that the owners aren't trying to make this game as competitive as they would like for it to be if that means that the the competition even the competitive balance tax they want more owners to try and win and we can argue about that and i know that they're arguing about what are the best paths to winning if you're the cubs over the last decade that path was let's tear it down let's reap the benefits, and then put in the money to try and build a winner. It's, okay, we bottomed it out. Now as we're building back up, let's go get John Lester. Let's go spend money on him. Same thing for the White Sox. Well, let's follow that formula and let's try to win by stripping it down. Now, does it mean that I still think of the White Sox as a small market team, even though they're in a big market. And it's not a diss. It just is the reality of it. They're just not as many of us as Sox fans as there are of Cubs fans or Yankees fans or Dodgers fans. Even though they're in a big market, it's a small market team. and But they've been acting like they aren't, which is a good thing. Like They've been spending money. I think they could spend more, but it's not my money, and then people over there get mad when I say they should be spending more money. They should have spent more money. Why wasn't Michael Brantley playing right field last year? Okay, so now I don't have to do that anymore. But I appreciate what Max and Andrew are saying about trying to make it more competitive. They want the owners who have been sliding by by not putting out the competitive teams to stop sliding by. And that way, you would raise... The salaries of all players, because there would be more real opportunities for players to go places that need help. One more thing, I'll share with you. This is from Gordon Wittenmeyer. Gordon was great. I think that the this year for sure the owners want to play less games. I was curious, and I asked Gordon if they overall want to play less games. Here's what he said: I think there's some that that probably would
2: rather see fewer games. Look, if you can expand the playoffs that's where the vast majority of the money is made on the TV deals and so on. And, and so if you could expand the playoffs by what they would like to see is, is 14 teams instead of the 10 they have now, which is already a recent expansion, then you could play a shorter season, just back off a little bit on the back end of the season, and then start a little bit later on the front end. You would potentially get some more, some better weather in the first week of games. And also, you would have a, you know, where you make all your money would still be there. The, the great summertime days, June, July, August, and the pennant races in September and then the playoffs. So there's a lot to be said there. I think players probably wouldn't necessarily object to that either, but this thing about not wanting to play in April is very much a 2022 phenomenon right now because they've got, they've got a bigger TV deal that starts taking coming into play this year. The money's the money's already in the bank. Is assuming they play most of their games. Uh, the Athletic had a report that until they get to about 25 games lost off the schedule, they don't have to give rebates on the local TV money in many cases. So between those savings, on, uh, between the, the lack of losses by losing games early, the gains you're going to make on the back end, especially if you get some expanded playoffs by the time they get a deal done, and then the owner's contention that they don't plan to pay the players for the games lost. So there'll be it'll be prorated salaries all of a sudden it's a windfall for the owners, which is disgusting. If this is your end game and you look at losing April as a windfall for you, which clearly they do, that's despicable.